Okay, well, have a look at this paper, and I just run through it real quickly, and you can follow along with me on the page, or you can just listen to me. But really, I wanted to deal with this um, this idea that came to me, and I think it's such a, an interesting idea. You all know that saying that actions speak louder than words. I hope you guys believe it too, because that really is an accurate reflection of what somebody really believes and what they're really committed to. And that's exactly why it's so challenging, because words are cheap, but action, that's really where, where the money is. You know, if, if I was asking Sarah to marry me, that's not just my words. I gotta, I gotta put my money where my mouth is and, and get a good ring. And hopefully then she'll take me seriously and not just laugh me off. Um, and uh, you know, what's really interesting is that there's this phrase that we use very often. We, we're fond of using this over the word Sunday. We like the word, the Lord's day. And some people are like, is that just a, is that a biblical word? Where's that from? Well, look there in Revelation 1.10. It's the only place this phrase is used explicitly in the Bible. St. John says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he talks about receiving the vision from the Lord Jesus Christ. But interestingly enough, it's a phrase that he doesn't even explain. He just, he says, that's the Lord's day. And clearly to the first century Christians to whom he was writing, it was a phrase they all understood. You don't need to explain phrases that everybody understands. So that Lord's day was a phrase that all the first century Christians had already familiar with. And, uh, you know, we might be thinking, well, what is this significant day that he can just mark time by? You know, if I said to you Saturday, you all know what day it is. When you look in two places in the New Testament, we read of one special day to the church. Acts 20, verse 7. This is just as an aside, right? The description on the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, something else happened. But you see, it was already the practice. When did they get together? On the first day of the week. 1 Corinthians 16, 2. This is Paul talking about the collection for the saints in Jerusalem. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up. So it's interesting that these mentions of the first day of the week for the early church, it was so established that they're only mentioned when we're talking about something else. Like you might say, hey guys, I really want to go for a hike on Sunday. You don't explain when Sunday is because that's, that's so commonly accepted. Everybody knows about it. So we see there in the New Testament that the first day of the week, which I think very clearly is the Lord's day, was such an accepted day of importance for the early church. It wasn't even explained. It wasn't defended. It just was. Now, why is the first day so significant? Now, if you know, the last day of the week is the Sabbath day. That's the way the Jewish people have always understood it. But what happened on the first day of the week? Well, Mark 16 verse 9 summarizes for us that the Lord Jesus rose early on the first day of the week and he appeared first to Mary Magdalene and etc. And if you go through every single gospel account that we have, every single one of them point to the first day of the week. The Sunday was when Jesus rose and he rose early. Um, so that was clearly why the church esteemed the first day of the week. And it's not easy for a Jewish person who grew up their whole lives really putting emphasis on the last day of the week, the Sabbath. Now all of that's been changed. There wasn't even a struggle. It just was in the early church. Well, because the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is, is such a defining moment and such an important thing that it just transformed the whole way that the Christian church viewed their week. So what I'm saying there is that the Lord's day is a weekly reminder of Jesus's finished work of salvation and victory over death. That's when he rose. And that is so important, so impactful that the week is now transformed. Now I want to, I want to ask you this, what is those two different understandings of the week preaching, right? Actions preaching louder than words. Think about what the, what the message that is being preached under the old covenant is. This is the covenant. This is the, the pattern that the Lord set from the beginning. Work six days, you get to rest on the seventh. You get to rest on the last day. You know what that's saying to you? 
Think about what it's saying. It's preaching to you, work, and then you get to rest. Now think about the message that's being preached from the moment that the Lord Jesus rose from the dead and the church esteemed the first day instead. We rest and enjoy it freely. And from there, we can work gladly and joyfully. I hope you're realizing there that's two completely different sermons. If a preacher says to you, work hard for God and he'll give you rest, it's a different sermon to him saying, God has given you rest. Now work hard, thankfully and joyfully. It's a different sermon, two different gospels. And uh, what, the, what, the, what the Bible is teaching us there, that this whole reorientation of the week is teaching us every single week the gospel sermon of Jesus Christ. God gives you the rest. It's yours. It's yours in Christ. All of it has been fulfilled. You have this full title deed to all the inheritance of God. And now he's simply asking you, you live that out in your daily life here on earth for the rest of your days. But you rest first in Christ, and then you live out the rest of your week. Now, I just wanted to ask you this question, you know. Imagine if every one of us as believers understood what every week was preaching. That we viewed the Lord's Day in that understanding. And uh, rather than us constructing our, our understanding of our relationship to God being, I need to work hard and then maybe I'll get a chance to rest at the end of my week. We understand the Sunday being, this is how I start my week. This is the start of my life. I get to rest with God and fill up and recharge. And then from the Monday to Saturday, it's just a living out of the store that God has already given me. What a wonderful life that would be to the world around us. You know, what living gospel sermons every one of us would be if our week looked like that every time. You might think, well, it's still six days one day, but it's a different thing to, to work hard six days. You're begrudging it. You're barely dragging on. And finally you get to rest versus realizing in Christ, every Sunday you get reminded of, of what God has already done for you, what he's already given to you in full. And then just living happily out of that reality for the rest of your life. Now, I want you to realize in this world, we live in a world of false messiahs. You might not think so. It's not religious. But in this world, there are many gospels, many promises of, of this will really give you peace. This will really give you rest. This will really give you happiness and satisfaction. You might not realize it because it's not an outward, obvious religious language. But have a think about what people are looking to. They work hard because they need to stay in the right race to get the money they need. But why are they doing it? Because they're convinced money is what's going to make them happy. Or they, they work hard, but they're looking forward to the weekend. They can't wait to go fishing. They can't wait to go to the pub. They can't go, wait to go to social outings because that's really what they're looking for to make their life meaningful. Or even, I can't wait to go exercising. I can't wait to do this and that. I can't wait to do whatever it is. But you just ask the question, what are people around you looking to for rest, for, for the joy of their soul. And that is what they are worshiping. That's what they're looking to, to satisfy them. And I want to ask you in this searching question aspect, if somebody observed your life and your actions and your week-to-week -week plans and habits, what sermon would they be hearing from your actions? When they observe you in your week, can they tell where you are looking to for rest? where you are looking to for joy and happiness. And of course, the question is, is it the Lord's day? Not because it's the Lord's day, but because of the Lord to whom it belongs, right? Because on the Sunday, the start of our week, we get to draw closer to Jesus Christ. Can somebody look at your life and see the way you esteem the Sunday where we can gather together as a church under God's word, singing his praises, praying to him and going away. They can tell, wow, 
From the Sunday, this person lives the rest of their week happy because Jesus is everything to them. If only they could have him, then they can live the rest of their life. Or is it possible that people look at your life and your actions are preaching the same thing that the world preaches? That in fact, the Sunday, the church is a drag. Getting together is a burden. I just, I have to tick it off because I know I have to do it, but I don't want to do it. Really, what I'm really looking for to for rest is when I get to go home and watch my sports games. Oh, that, that fills me up. What really gets me rest is not the church. What an annoyance. But that I can go back home and do what I want to do. I want to ask you those searching questions for yourself. Where are you looking to for rest? And is the Lord your rest? Because if it is, I have no doubt in my mind, you will find Sunday the best day of the week every week. Because there you get to have more of the Lord. You know, we want every one of you to, to live in that reality because that's the gospel reality. We would hope every one of you just naturally loves the Sunday, loves the Lord's Day. Not because it's forced upon you, not because here's another religious duty. Because on that day, one, that day of the week, we get to have more of Christ in a special way than all the other six days of the week. Because we come together as a church. We come under his word. We get, to, we get to sing praises to him. We get to spend time together. You know, here's one of the reasons why Christian fellowship is so wonderful. I hope this is not insulting to any of you. It's true. It's not because you're wonderful. Okay? It's not because I get to hang out with Levi and he's just so cool. It's not that. People are very uncool in church. We're sinners. It's because as believers, we should be like mini Christs. We're reflecting Jesus to one another. That's the only reason why Christian fellowship is the sweetest fellowship and is better than every other fellowship. Because in my cricket club or in my soccer team, they're cool, but they're not Jesus level cool. But here at church, I get to see mini Christs as I talk to others who are in Christ. So anyway, all that as an aside, you know, I wanted to ask you seriously. I want you to ask yourself seriously. What is your weak preaching to the people around you? Is Jesus your joy? Is, is he your rest? Can that be observed in your life? You know, is it true that you delight in him more than anything? And here's my last point. You know, where are you to turn if, if these things are true of you? And these things, I mean, you know, you're not living your life from the gospel reality. Well, you come genuinely to the Lord Jesus Christ. You trust in his glorious gospel. Don't just fake it until you make it. You need a total transformation of your heart. And you need to come to the Lord Jesus. You need to meditate much on God's grace and love to you. First John 4, 19 says, we love because he first loved us. So you're lacking love to God? Then don't try and drum it up within yourself. You need to have more of his love. And then your love will flow naturally. And pray earnestly and continuously that God would reveal more of himself to you so that you would grow to love the Lord's day. Not because of anything special with the Lord's day, but because on that day, we get to have more of the Lord in a special way than every other day in the week. There's my paper for you, and hopefully you'll think about it and, and the Lord will help you.